welcome, welcome back. back. Whoa, that was the first <laughs> time. I'll say quack this time. Excellent. Wow, we're changing it up. We are back with another amazing guest. Another amazing, maybe, well, yeah, another amazing guest. Uh, Will Candelone. One of the best so far, I think. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> me too, man. Because <laughs> we found out that he's French in this episode. Yes. Pretty interesting. Most people probably would have gathered that by his thick French accent. But, but not us. Yeah. I, we're special. <laughs> we're both still confused. Um, Will is known from his very popular Can It Be Done in React Native series on YouTube. And he just launched a, a new course and website called startreactnative.dev. That is all about um, declarative gestures and animations in React Native. It looks amazing. It is amazing. I know because I have already signed up and taken the course. <laughs> I've been following Will for a while and I'm a big fan of his stuff. So um, it was exciting to see that he had this course happening. Yeah, we were so happy to talk to him today. And like I'm so glad he made the time for us because I learned so much. I'm pretty new to React Native. I know you've worked with it for years now yeah it was really awesome getting his his insight he's only worked with it for a couple of years which um i would have guessed longer but i guess it's only been around for a couple <laughs> of years but uh when you watch his videos you can see he's got a really deep understanding particularly of gestures and animations and we go pretty deep into that in this episode so and enjoy. more with his trig and everything else yeah yeah <laughs> i don't even want to get started with the trigonometry because i'll just get lost um, but make sure and stick around for the end because we've got a big announcement Special for our next giveaway. Hope right. you guys enjoy. Enjoy it. Bye. Or no, not bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do that every time. See you after the interview. Hear you. You know what I mean. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for coming on. We, uh, We're super excited to talk yeah, with you. Big fans. Yeah. Um, no, John initially introduced me to your videos because you've done a lot more work with React Native than I have. I'm, yeah. I'm maybe like four or five months now. So like still under the half year mark, but the animations, man, they can really get you if you don't know what you're doing and your series has been great. Yeah. So I've been working with React Native for a couple of years and have had um, difficulty with, with gestures and animations um, really the whole time. So, <laughs> so when I found your series, Can I Be Done in React Native, it was nice to see that uh, number one, a lot of the things that I thought were impossible were possible. And um, I don't know, just some of the stuff that you make is is pretty amazing. So I guess we can start with what what inspired you to make that series? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I've been doing React Native since uh, two years now, and I, I was really aware of some of the limitation with gestures and animations. So when I would be using a regular app like Instagram, Snapchat, I would be really wondering like, could we do it in React Native, right? And if yes, like which primitives from React Native we would use to do it and mm -hmm. like how well, like how performant would it be and so on. And um, so as I got started with the series, the examples got more and more difficult. And then that's how I stumbled on React Native Gesture Handler and React Native Reanimated. Mm -hmm. And that was a complete game changer because right. suddenly, wow. you yeah, you could do a lot and... So that's uh, now like what we're exploring in the YouTube channel is really like uh, building complex example using these these two libraries. Yeah, like how far you can push it. Yeah. So so with those two libraries, um, reanimated and gesture handler, what maybe you can talk about what is it that they do differently than um, the vanilla React Native? Yeah, absolutely. So the vanilla React Native APIs for gestures and animations, 
they are a mix of imperative and declarative. So mm -hmm. for some of the APIs, you need to have some communication between the JavaScript thread and the UI thread. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you have, you require the JavaScript thread for your uh, gestures and animations, you are at risk to drop frames mm -hmm. because you might have some other JavaScript task running, like processing an HTTP request, or just because also it relies on, on this async communication between the UI thread and the JavaScript thread, serializing the message, sending it over, parsing it, and so on. You have no guarantee that this can be done within 16 milliseconds, so within the next frame. Mm -hmm. And so the big difference with uh, reanimated and gesture handler is that instead of doing things imperatively, everything is 100% uh, declarative. And mm -hmm. therefore, that's why we can do this uh, these gestures and animations, which run like super smooth. And you can even like blog the, the um, JavaScript thread and you would still have like the gestures and the animation working like nice. super smooth. So I noticed that when I was trying to build a card that snapped to the bottom and the top of the screen, um, whenever we had an API request that went on during the snapping, the card would either start moving super jittery or just freeze altogether. So we were wondering, where do you get your ideas for can it be done in React Native? Yeah, I mean, uh, because actually on my on my phone, I don't have so many apps. So it's hard actually sometimes for me to, to find examples. And also I noticed now that apps outside, you know, the apps made by Apple, Facebook, Google, it's hard to come up with apps which have like really interesting user experience and effects. But the, the community on YouTube has been absolutely awesome. And they send me some really original example and I, and I can play with them. And, uh, um, so it's, uh, yeah, I have a list to, of, uh, you know, examples, user experiences, and I try to, to go through with them. And to be honest, I cannot wait for the new content because I'm learning as well with the series, right? And some of the old example. I'm not so proud, uh, you know, <laughs> today, you know, how all things were done because it was the beginning. And also now we, we come up more and more with, uh, you know, we're seeing patterns that emerge at the end. Like we realize we do often some of the same things and we are trying to, to factorize some of these patterns in the uh, Redash library where. You know, that's really yeah. awesome. One of the things I was wondering about as well is it, you seem to mention trigonometry in like all of your videos. And it's been a while since I officially was studying yeah. trig. But I was wondering, as far as React Native animations go, like what equations or algorithms do you find you use most common or most often? Or what are the most powerful ones for people who are interested in getting started? Yeah, um, so regarding trigonometry, it's really every time something rotates, uh, you know that uh, that it's gonna involve some sort of trigonometry. So, uh, for instance, one one famous example is <laughs> is a Tinder swipe. So the card rotates to to 30 degree, and you want to calculate the distance how since the card is is tilted, how far it needs to rotate. And me, I really just started from uh, from Wikipedia trigonometry. Oh <laughs> no <perfect>. way! <laughs> no, really. I mean. <laughs> And then you, I mean, I, I learned it at school, right? But, uh, you know, you forget these things, right? Obviously. And, uh, yeah. And then you, these tools, they build on top of each other. And at some point you become like really comfortable using them. And yeah. So speaking of rotation, I know that BBC apps seem to use 
uh, trigonometry and rotation quite a bit. Was that a challenging suggestion? Yes. Uh, so I was so excited because first of all, like an app which not, is not done by Facebook, Google, or, or uh, Apple. So like really something original. And and the yeah trigonometry problem was actually like quite complex to to solve and. Uh, I just found a video on YouTube, which was giving like the formula and explaining how it was calculated. It turns out that computing with number of circles within the big circle is actually like yeah. a pretty classical problem in mechanical engineering, because mm. I guess you have to fit uh, cables into a big cable. So mm. <laughs> yeah, but these are the types of examples which I really love and like gets me super excited. That's awesome. So you didn't, did you go to school for math or what did you, what did you study? Yeah. I, I, I studied computer science. Uh, I I went to an engineering school in, in France. Oh. Nice. Yeah, so it's wow. super cool because you might be our first duck head in Switzerland, right? Definitely. That's, that's Definitely super the first, awesome. Yeah. We're going global. <laughs> yes, man. International. Yeah. <laughs> so how come you went to school in France out of curiosity? No, so I'm French originally, but oh. I live uh, after graduation. I, 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 yes, I joined uh, <laughs> Zurich, Switzerland for job huh. and I really fell in love with the city. So oh, nice. now I could, um, you know, I work as an independent mm -hmm. and I, I guess I could move somewhere else, but I really love the city. And, uh, and that's why I always, I don't know if you've noticed, but I always mention it in the beginning of the video. Mm -hmm. So from beautiful Zurich, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I guess I should have should have picked up on the French accent. I'm I'm glad that we got the whole interaction not me, on. I'm really that's bad embarrassing. With <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's fair because there is a French speaking part in Switzerland. So yeah. Well, that's what I figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so what inspired you to to want to start instructing and teaching online? Um. Honestly, it was more to, to challenge myself and mm. um, really at the beginning, like my first YouTube video I, I really remember was, you know, I wanted to get a, a coding session distraction free, not mm. checking Facebook, explaining my thoughts out loud. And I was like, if, even if no one is watching it, I'm still going to get mm. like a very productive session and, and some value out of it. So that's how it, it all got started. That's so awesome. I mean, Tiffany, I know you do also some some streaming. Is that also program like why you do it? You know, the like, reason oh. the reason I started developing like in front of a camera is because I was so uncomfortable with people like looking over my shoulder and watching me work. And I hated that. Like I didn't want to be uncomfortable. I wanted to be able to like work with people and not have that like feeling that someone was judging me as I'm like working on my code. Um, so that was kind of like the basis for me, a little bit different. What I found is exactly what you said. They become so productive like sessions. And I, I stream on Twitch, so there's a live chat room. And so a lot of times people will come in and ask me questions and then I have to stop and take the time to explain what I'm doing to them, which just helps me learn and understand it better. And then other times I'll be stuck on something or I'll have a question that I'm researching and someone in the chat room will say, oh, like check this out or try doing it this way. And then I'll learn from people who are both better and not as experienced as me. And it's it's been amazing and that is the biggest benefit I've gotten from it. So it's funny yeah, too. Absolutely. Cause what you were describing, w just wanting to do this for your own benefit and your own, I guess like learning is almost exactly what Swix was describing. One of our previous guests, we just had him on two weeks ago now. Mm -hmm. And he taught his like main like passion is learning in public and like promoting people to learn in public. And that's just, 
you've taken like his whole theory like to the, to the deepest level it's like so awesome you found like a great niche that people i feel like really struggle with and Absolutely. your content looks amazing so yeah and i think one thing interesting you mentioned also in the podcast which is true is that you know if now if, if you do things in in the open and if you're wrong now people are going to let you know first thing yeah. And yeah. which i find so great yes. yeah yeah as long as they say it nicely yes. <laughs> there's always there's in always some that like relish way. in it yeah they're like well you're wrong again buddy but um one of the things that i wanted to talk about um because working in react native it seems like there is there's two camps of people people that think expo is great and people that say never use expo oh yeah the debate and I hadn't, I'd been in the never use expo camp until recently. And actually because of your series, I started trying it out and using it more. And then I thought, why, why haven't I used this before? So what do you always start out with expo for every app that you do for react native and then eject when it's necessary? Or do you see use cases when you could use one or the other? Um, yeah, so from my experience, uh, I always start with Expo and then eject. And in one previous project I worked and we eventually had to actually remove Expo completely, mm. but then it was okay to migrate the existing code base to a, a stand vanilla React Native project. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, it's a big debate, but uh, I feel like Expo has really like uh, addressed some of the constraint they had with the detached use case mm -hmm. and how now you can use you know all the libraries in a react native init project from expo very easily mm -hmm. so um, i feel like they're addressing a lot of uh, of the issues and it seems like it's grown some, quite yeah. a bit in the last i don't know year or two because yeah when i first tried to use it a couple of years ago it, it seemed yeah very restrictive but now using it because I, I started taking your course um which we'll get into start react native and uh yeah ju just the tooling is so user-friendly and easy and it's so easy to get the app on your phone which um with a regular react native app can be a pain sometimes dealing with with xcode and android studio um so i guess we need to change our tune officially the duct tape yeah. <laughs> now we are endorsing expo guys all the fans out there you can use it that's awesome uh, <laughs> but yeah i thought that was interesting <laughs> because i I'd been against it and then I guess kind of realized that, that I didn't know why. <laughs> just someone in the beginning had told me it's not a good idea and I just went with it. And now I'm kind of saying, well, I, I, it's kind of a neat thing. You're so, seeing the light, John. Yeah. So that kind of I mean, it, it was not a, such a good idea at some point, but I think mm -hmm. now the, yeah. it's evolving, you know, so, so quickly that well, I feel it, like now it's, it's grown a lot. Isn't uh, our reanimated and gesture handler, don't they come with it now or they, they you can use those yes. with the library right yeah and that's huge yeah absolutely um so i guess that makes me want to start talking about your i would guess your newest project which is start react native dot dev i signed up i'm, I'm almost done with all the courses uh, or all the courses that are out now so um what is the plan for that site looks like you got a bunch of stuff in the pipe for it yeah yes absolutely um this is really just the beginning of the course and it's about really having like um, gesture working really, really well with spring, DK and mm -hmm. timing animations, which are the three types of animations available in, in React Native. And so always making everything interruptible, 
being able to have some some offsets to uh, for instance, you might move a card around we, and it snaps using a spring, but you might want also to move mm -hmm. this card imperatively. So you might have a button that moves a card. And so you need to have both like imperative way to move the card and a declarative way to move the card with the gesture. And so that's what's available right now in the course. But I really want to explain the, all the basis of, uh, um, of the recipes we're using in the series. So how to do SVG animations, mm -hmm. how to do uh, coordinate transformations. So as soon as we use uh, trigonometry, we are in, uh, in the polar coordinate system, then we can move to a Euclidean coordinate system, and then we need to move to the React Native, the Canva coordinate system, which is different and how we, we go from one to the other, mm -hmm. um, transforming origins on the, on the, um, on transformations, you know, the origin of uh, translation or rotation. Right. I, I really want to go into all these concepts. So I'm going to update the course like every month. Awesome. And nice. uh, yeah. That's so important with tech courses. It's so hard for it to like find recent ones that you can really count on. Well, I was, yeah. What I like about it is that um, with reanimated, it was difficult for me just reading the docs to kind of grasp how to implement um, really the whole library it, it's so different than just standard the standard animated library just with the way that the syntax is set up so it's nice to have something that kind of uh step by step walks you through how to use all that did you find that there was kind of a strong learning curve with that because also it's difficult because you can't just console log everything because it's all running on the native thread so how was your learning experience with reanimated yeah, absolutely. Like uh, such a steep learning curve, yeah. and because it's you're, you're writing JavaScript, but it's not JavaScript anymore. It's a declaration, right? Mm -hmm. You're writing these declarations, and to be honest, while doing the course, I learned so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because when I do the YouTube series, I just you know do things until they work. Mm -hmm. But here, I really had to understand to explain it, and I I learned uh, tons of things about really the the basic of these animations and it makes me you know really appreciate even more the work that uh, Christophe Maguire has done in, in these libraries yeah and how intelligent the abstractions mm -hmm. are because now I found the abstractions even even more intelligent and but what's interesting and I I don't know why you, I, I would be curious to to have your opinion on this is that so reanimated gesture handlers, very steep learning curve, I, I would say, and, and therefore that's why I did the course. Mm -hmm. But now React Native in general, with hooks, which are also like mm -hmm. super level, low level API. So if, you, if you've done React uh, since a while, it's okay if you've been following the evolutions, but if you're new to it, mm -hmm. you really need to understand like the magic of it and so on. And even now with, uh, in, on React Web, with Material UI, which uh, this Material UI library, which is really great for doing web stuff, but now also uh, very powerful, but also therefore very low level. Mm -hmm. Like I find that now React, React and React Native, the, the barrier to entry is, is becoming somewhat high. I don't know if that's your, your feeling as well, but. Uh, it probably, it, it, will, it would be coming in now. I yeah. mean, I, I guess I'm lucky to have been here for a couple of years to kind of evolve with it. Um, I guess, Tiffany, you would be... You know, I started learning it, I think, like, right before or as hooks were, like, coming out or, like, being released. So, like, I learned, I'd, I'll say, like, vanilla React or, like, the basic React. And then when, like, hooks and different things started coming out, I was able to pick them up a little bit late, I feel like, than, like, the professionals working at the time. But 
along my way. So like I didn't have to jump into everything at once, which is good. And then once I kind of knew about all of React's features, even though I hadn't like mastered them by any means, that's mm -hmm. when I started working with React Native for the first time. So I feel I've been lucky because I've been able to take it one piece at a time. Mm -hmm. But for anyone just starting now, there's there would be a lot. And I suggest just taking it one step at a time. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but just back to reanimated and gesture handler, those yeah. are <laughs> A whole separate step. Uh, yeah, because I I'd seen the libraries before seeing your course, and then I I kind of just said I can't I, I, yeah. <laughs> because learning I, I was still in the process of learning React Native, and I'm like I, I can't I can't throw these in as well. Um, exactly, but once yeah. once they're broken down and explained, they're just they're so powerful com when compared to just Pan Responder and the regular animated library that it's almost to make any sort of I guess beautiful app you'd have to incorporate those in some way um unless all of your animations were non-interruptible and just ran and then ended um i mean that's awesome it's so valuable when you can find instruct instructions and instructors who can break it down mm -hmm. so that i can like genuinely understand it like you were saying when you put together the course you learn so much and i love talking to people who take the time to do what you're doing because it's it's so inspiring and like I, i've always loved teaching even just in like small ways myself because mm -hmm. you learn so much and just like the the real understanding of something has always been of yeah. huge interest to me yeah, yeah absolutely course, and I so i can learn something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean uh, you know at some point i was uh, lately i've been uh, learning german intensively because mm. so here it's uh, the language in so i'm in the germanic part of, of switzerland uh -huh. and you know at some point i was like oh damn it i wish i would have <laughs> an excuse to try to speak german on youtube because i would learn so much faster yeah. like, trying to yeah. <laughs> you should do cannot be done a react native the german edition yeah edition yes. for each one <laughs> um so so is this your your primary job or what do you do i do you work at an agency or yeah. what do you do you said independently yes but Okay. Yes, so 50% I do freelance work on, on React Native projects mm. and 50% I, so I work on the course, the YouTube channel and also um, the, uh, these premium starter kits for, for React Native. That's awesome. And yeah. What, where and do it's it? interesting. Be oh, oh sorry. please go ahead. No. Let, let's talk no, about no, those starter kits. I yeah, think, I think, I I think you're ask. both <laughs> going to say the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about those starter kits. Yeah, uh, I mean, so this, this starter kits uh, came about because when I was doing React Native projects for, for freelancing, I, you know, I was always trying to encapsulate the same best practices mm -hmm. and, you know, so setting up like the ESLint rules. Uh, uh, at, at the time I was using Flow, not, not TypeScript. Now I, I moved away from Flow and, and I'm using TypeScript, but uh, some of the same recipes in terms of UI components and so on. And once, you know, so React Native is evolving so much and new APIs uh, uh, are coming and so on. So you always need to, if you update the best practices in one project and APIs and libraries, you I w you know, you want also to update it in like all your older projects and so mm -hmm. on. And so I decided to, to do these starter kits in order to try to, uh, to keep a source of truth in terms of like right. best practices and boilerplate, yeah. That's nice. I didn't see those anywhere across your social media. Where do we find those or learn more about them online or? 
Yeah, I mean, through my YouTube channel, and mm. I plan to, to okay. build a new one using TypeScript and hooks and all the latest uh, goodness and mm. put it available on StartReactNative.dev. Nice. So I'm really excited about that as well, yeah. Have you done a lot of uh, upgrades to version uh, 6 or above, 0.6 or above with React Native? Oh, Had any pain points with that yet? That seems to be an another no. hot topic in the community right now. No, I, I cannot. No, <laughs> Avoiding I cannot it for say now. what I have. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 nervous to do my first upgrade on a large project because I just keep reading all the <laughs> yeah. all the headaches and nightmares that that come out of it. So I'll keep maybe luck. that'll be my course. <laughs> yeah. How to upgrade to Android <laughs> to point six and Android seamlessly. So that that should be pretty neat. Well, uh, yeah, because of the whole Android X yes. uh, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There's supposed to be a bunch of, well, it's it's always mixed. Like some people say it's terrible. Some people say now it's fine. Just do these two things and it won't be bad. But um, we'll see. I feel like React Native has a new version every other week these days. So yeah. I, I just I, I let it come out, let everybody else complain about it, and then it gets <laughs> fixed, and then I upgrade. That's typically been my flow. Man, and that's my course. You're welcome, everybody. I will watch every second <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, so what what has been the most difficult, was it the BBC app, the most difficult challenge that you've had with Can It Be Done React I Native? I want to say, uh, so the um, Apple one, the mm -hmm. bedtime, oh, yeah. I think was pretty pretty complex. Yeah. And except that everything which has uh, some sort of 3D animation mm -hmm. and because on because of the Android support. Mm. So on Android, we really don't have uh, full control over the perspective mm -hmm. of the scene. And so if your calculation uh, are dependent on the perspective on Android, you cannot have it pixel perfect. You mm -hmm. can only approximate and eyeball it kind of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's something I, I wish... Uh, at some point, uh, we can do on Android where React Native is really have 3D transformations, which are like pixel perfect because of the of the perspective. Yeah, what I always say to people starting out on a React Native project is don't don't just do it on iOS and then <laughs> think that you're fine and then run it on Android at the end because it's always <laughs> that's where most of your work is with layout stuff. It always looks great on iOS and then there's a little bit of tweaks and stuff you have to do on android or more than a little bit or more than <laughs> yeah sometimes it's like it, yeah. it's, it's crazy with the layout stuff especially with layout animations i i found um it can just be like absolutely totally different just it looks completely different and you your client wonders what you've been doing <laughs> that's yes that's what i run to do a couple times because inevitably yes. i'll I, develop on ios and the client will have an android <laughs> and then so oh they'll no. run the app on the android oh no. <laughs> i'll say what is this yeah. i'll say oh give me a week yeah Oh, no, I, I have the exact same experience where, you know, I do my my example and then, okay, let's run it on, on Android. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's, there's nothing, it's the same because it's, <laughs> you know, it's React Native. So, I, yeah, but then it's like, it doesn't work at all and you have to, to rework things like quite Yeah, anything where I would have animations that, that started off screen or that were, were like where the Z indexes were different or just anything where things were on top of each other. It was always <laughs> just terrible on Android. Like I'd be yes. tapping on something that was supposed to be tappable and it wouldn't work. And I would just say, well, I'm going to throw in the towel. <laughs> it's, it's not going to work on this one. Um, mm. Okay. So big question that we have to ask everybody. Oh, is this the music question? This is the music question. <laughs> what, what type of music, if any, you listen to while coding 
and what is your favorite band? Now, most people, yes. most people end up not having an answer for this, which I find very interesting. <laughs> so I'm curious if you have one. So coding, I'm not listening to any music. Mm. Uh, I find it to, to be distracting. Uh -huh. um, I, but I do listen to music like while walking out or if I'm on my bike. Um, so there's this DJ from Berlin, which I really, really love. It's uh, Jan Blomqvist. Okay. And uh, I like uh, metronomy. You might have, you might have to spell uh, you might have to spell the DJ and, and send it to us so, so we yes, can look yes. at it. <laughs> I would just type random letters and and see if it came up. So no music while coding, huh? That's that's interesting. Just total silence, noise canceling headphones. Or I listen to to podcasts and uh, while coding. Oh, I'm the exact awesome. opposite. If I try a podcast when I'm coding, I get distracted yeah, I right think, away. I think me too. I need like the rhythm of the music is a that little is, bit easier. Yeah, that's super interesting. That's awesome. Ah, it's funny because for me, it's uh, it's the momentum of the music that can really like carry me yeah, somehow. Yeah. And like with the coding, I don't know. That's the part which I find distracting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but listening to your podcast actually while coding was really interesting because I knew, you know, it's about 30 or 45 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And then so I would start one of your podcasts and then I was like, Oh, it's already over? Like, yeah. it felt like five minutes, you know? I was like, oh no, like, what did you do? <laughs> That's funny. You see, we distracted you too much. Too much oh, interesting content. That's, um, that, that's, a first for Dude, the podcast. That's so awesome. I've tried multiple times. I'm like, well, I'm going to be at my desk all day. I love podcasts. I'm going to yeah. knock them both out. But I'll be, I'll just, I don't know. I'll just suddenly realize I haven't been paying attention to coding. Well, and your way is much more efficient because you can just be consuming information and like while getting your work done. Like, I really like the idea of that. I'm going to have to give it another shot. I need music that matches my mood. So like if I'm frustrated, I have to put on some sort of metal. So I feel like someone else in the world is understanding my emotion. <laughs> or if I'm oh, the or if I'm really sad, I'll put on, as we've discussed, Radiohead and just wallow in my own self-pity and just wonder why <laughs> I ever started coding in the first place. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but um, before we go, also, maybe we should talk about so you said you like to bike ride. What are outside of coding? What are some of the things that you like to do? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big uh, fitness enthusiast. Mm. So I do nice. CrossFit, and uh, I'm like very active in general. Yeah, like running and any hiking we, ever. Um, not so much, which is a shame because in Switzerland, in terms of hiking, you it's mm -hmm. it's incredible. And uh, my friends actually they they um, they often go hiking, but uh, but not so much. But I do live um, so down my my flat. It there is a river that mm. uh, goes from the lake, oh, wow. and so during the summer everyone is there. We can swim, and I decided, you know, I was like, oh, it's such a gift to have the the river just yeah um, where you live. That I decided decided to to go even during the winter. So sometimes uh, wow. the water is uh, four <laughs> degrees Celsius, yeah. yeah. And like we go with friends like and uh, yes, get you ready. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how much it is in Fahrenheit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll do the calculation to put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's everybody. very cold. <laughs> it's very cold. <laughs> well, um, we really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything in particular we want to plug? Oh, we wanted to bring up. We are going to give away to two listeners that sign up for our uh, newsletter. Going to pick two listeners in the next two weeks and give away a one-month subscription to startreactnative.dev. 
That'll so be awesome. Give More that people. a big plug. Yeah. What What else did you want to plug? Oh, we got you on here. Or just any message out to yeah. the audience. Never give up. So the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, release the uh, the YouTube channel, so the Can It Be Known React Native mm-hmm. uh, YouTube series, uh, start uh, React Native dot dev, and um, you know what? Uh, yeah, what I would say to to the audience: if you're doing React Native and doing things with uh, gestures and animations, like really uh, really be mindful about using declarative APIs. And uh, sometimes, you know, you can start a project and you add. You have a lot of packages on NPM. Oh, I'm going to add a, a swiper view. I'm going right. to add a drawer, navigation, and so on. But be mindful, like, what are these libraries using behind the scene? Mm-hmm. Are they using, you know, declarative gestures and animations? Or are, are they doing imperative uh, APIs, which might, you know, co- cause some issues, especially on, you know, on Android and mm-hmm. small Android devices. So, yeah. Typically, what I found is that they're always using Panresponder, and I'm always... Well, yes. not always, but I'm, I'm very often no, disappointed. No, not always. <laughs> yeah, but I'm yes. very often. But it's it, it'll work good initially, but then once my app starts doing anything complex, that it'll fall apart. Yeah, it's it's getting better. Like mm-hmm. uh, in React Navigation, the whole uh, components yeah. now you can find them. Yeah, using uh, gestures and animations. There is React Na- uh, React Native um, bottom sheet. Yes. Also, which uh, so it's 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 coming. Yeah, bottom sheet solved the problem that I brought up earlier, which with the swiping up and down, it was exactly what I wanted. And now it's all nicely bundled for me. So yeah, there are, so keep hope everybody. There are a lot of, a lot of awesome packages and a lot of libraries coming out. So, well, that was awesome. This has been great. Yeah. I mean, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me again. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the podcast. That's, that's and, awesome uh, to hear. Y- yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna try to ramp it up on the YouTube channel in terms of the the example, so oh, you get nice. uh, you get to invite me back soon to yeah <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll to talk gonna, about it. We're gonna we're gonna try and stump you. We're gonna tell our, our oh <laughs> to try and find the most complex thing they can have and, and, and send it to you. Maybe some kind of video. That game. That would be a good challenge. Yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get you. We're gonna start looking today. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So we really appreciate it, Will. Wow, that was a really, really good one. It was so amazing. I love this guy. Yeah, he was, um, you know, everyone that we talked to seems pretty positive, but he was just yeah. extra happy. Um, and we learned that he is French. Which we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Didn't pick up on right I, away. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> so Dude, I just, I love how he's like dived so deep into this topic yeah. and he's just like slowly mastering it. And it's amazing to talk to people like this. Yeah. Um, in his course, I don't know. He, he really just makes these complex things seem pretty basic. And you just run through them a couple of times and then realize that a lot of these things that you thought were maybe impossible with React Native are quite possible. So make sure and follow Will on Twitter at Will Candelone. Watch the YouTube series. Definitely watch the YouTube series. In React Native. I think season three starts this week. You saw he posted that? Yeah, so when this episode launches, season three should be out either today or sometime this week. So keep an eye out for that. But there's plenty of stuff in his backlog. So go and watch it. Oh, check out his course um, at start-react-native.dev. It's awesome. I've already gone through uh, the majority of the courses and love it. And Will actually... Big announcement. Big announcement <laughs> gave us, our, said that we could give away two lifetime subscriptions to his site. Just lifetime. amazing. 
So until you die, you're going to this <laughs> Forever. site. Yeah. And he'll be making updates on it too. He talked briefly about like the extra modules he wants to add in the future. And yeah, it's definitely in its infancy. So there will be stuff coming out um, for quite some time and diving even deeper into uh, making React Native apps look completely native, which is super exciting. So go to ducttapes.fm and sign up for our newsletter. We will pick two winners in the next two, two weeks. Four, yeah, two <laughs> weeks. We'll do two weeks and, and let you know. But that, that's a pretty big, pretty big giveaway. So um, I tried to weasel my way in, but turns oh, out. Oh, man, yeah, no, John. I, I can't get it. So um, follow Duct Tapes FM everywhere. Do Twitter, it. Instagram. Instagram yeah. Facebook. Facebook. Everybody out there that still uses Facebook. Absolutely, <laughs> man. There are people. Hey, you know. Uh, my grandma's on there. I, I think even Twitter. I don't know. Well, I think Twitter is cool, but. I'm the older half of this host group. so uh, I like Twitter. I just like the pictures on Instagram yeah, even more. So, yeah. you know. But you have to sign up for the newsletter yes. if you want to enter the giveaway. Yes. Tweet at us. Do it. Just to be cool, but that won't that won't enter you. What were you doing while listening yes, to duck tapes right. this week? We, we want to see your pictures. <laughs> if it includes a duck, we will retweet it. We've received zero tweets <laughs> that show what you're doing when you listen to this. So... Let's try and get some people doing that. I had a friend manually show me a picture, but that does not count. <laughs> no, you take a picture of your friend showing you the picture <laughs> and then post that on Twitter. Um, and then follow us. Where, where can they follow you, Tiffany? Uh, I am on Twitter under my gamer name, Talama Vale. I'm also on Instagram under Talama Vale. And then please join me for some live stream development work on Twitch under When's Team the last Talama. Time you, you did a stream. You know, I was on vacation oh, okay. a week and a half ago, so I haven't really uh, been in the swing of things, but I think it's been maybe two and a half weeks now. Oh, that's and not, I, yeah. Yeah, I try to do it weekly at least, and I'd like to get up like two or three times a week. Get on Twitch, guys. I've never been on it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> the chat room's just as cool as I am, so you know, even if you don't like me, you can come meet other cool people yeah. in the chat room. And then I'm on, I'm on only Twitter, at John Hoppenthal. Man, so John. tweet at me. I know. I, I'm We're gonna almost get you on at Instagram. 40 followers. At some point, I'll get on <laughs> Instagram. Everybody, great episode. We really enjoyed this one. We'll see you guys soon. See you next time. Bye. Powered by Vincent. Quack, quack.